0: ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clark and Company
2: Then Broncos are revved <laughs> after finally breaking a losing streak and that brings us to Broncos blast uh, featuring Ian St. Clair of Mile High Report. Follow him at Ian St. Clair at Mile High Report. And just ahead of Unlock the Rookie, his call for the final uh, games of this season, we, uh, we tell you this is all brought to you by the folks at Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway. Other than framing, we have custom plaquing, printing on canvas and metal, all of that but from personal memorabilia to uh, sports memorabilia to museum quality fine art for the best prices and the best quality work go to the award-winning framer for metro denver framed art 3065 south broadway and this if you follow them at framed Art on twitter or go on facebook this week you can look at the colorado state basketball full uniform uh you can encapsulate your school pride framing a full sports uniform it's a unique display for home or office
1: And it's the best time of year to be a sports fan that all fall long. Pro and college football are hitting the home stretch. plus hockey and hoops. College hoops now getting rolling. You can catch all the game action at Stoney's Bar and Grill, 11th and Lincoln in the heart of downtown. And Stoney's Uptown at 1035 17th Street, just west of Park Avenue. A combined 88 big screen TVs will show you every single game. And Stoney's Uptown, now the home for Nebraska Cornhusker fans every game. -game, Pre-game, post-game, every game is on at Stoney's Bar and Grill and Stoney's Uptown.
2: Check them out. And good morning, Ian St. Clair.
3: Good morning, guys. At least on this bye week, it's a week that I won't get my prediction wrong. So there's that. <laughs> and you got two
1: two weeks that they won't lose, last week and this week.
3: Right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's good. one it's of all the we you can guarantee a no loss.
2: It's all good. It's great for the players, but it's also important for the scribes and the commentators yes. and the other fans that the Broncos win going into uh, the bye week. And so we look at the Broncos, out of the playoffs realistically. And, it, you know, we look at the rest of the season and you've got a, uh, a message from Mr. Elway and Coach Fangio.
3: I, the most important thing in the remaining seven games of this season is to find what you have in Drew Locke. You need to know what you have. To go into the 2020 offseason in terms of free agency and the draft, You need to know what you have in Drew Locke so you know what direction to take your team in. So when they come out of the bye and they start practicing next week, and by all accounts, it sounds like he's going, that Locke is going to start practicing, they need to find out. So come that home game against the Minnesota Vikings after this two-game trip to Minnesota and Buffalo, unlock Drew Locke. Make him the starter for the remaining five games. Give yourselves an idea of what you have in this quarterback in this quarterback so you know what direction to take the team come those two avenues that are so important to building your team and the direction it takes especially with how well the defense has been playing so to me that is absolutely what needs to happen in the final seven games, and it's the most crucial aspect of this season. Adam,
1: I mean, everybody's been kind of geeked up now about Brandon Allen about the way he played the other day. You know, he's not a rookie, but it was his first action. He's been around for what this is his fourth season, his first time he's taken snaps, but he did did well. He he, he made plays with his feet. He he did you know no interceptions. He played really well. Um, is he somebody that, that is being dismissed out of hand as being the possible quarterback of the future?
3: I think this is just another one of those stopgap players. I mean, as well as he played, there are still avenues that he needs to get better. He oh, still yeah, got certainly. bailed out on a couple of plays by Cortland Sutton. And that's to be expected yep. when you make your first career NFL start, no doubt about it. I I, I love the poise that he played with. I loved, I think the biggest thing that was different between him and Joe Flacco was the execution that Mobility. Brandon Allen had. and. He was able to – on top of that, the game plan that Rich Scangarello put forth, you get an idea of when you have a quarterback in this system that fits it to a T, this is what happens. Hmm. So I I don't think Brandon Allen is being dismissed. I think there are still people out there who who think that he can potentially come in and be that guy. I'm not one of them. If he comes in now and plays like that against two better defenses and the Vikings and the Bills and does it on the road, Sure. But even then, I still think you need to know what you have in Drew Locke. You know, well, that's true. They, but that's cannot, mean, they cannot go into the offseason not knowing what you have in Drew Locke.
2: You know, there's a report out there that Locke will start the final two games. That means five games with Brandon Allen, which theoretically could accomplish something because you'll find out uh, – Theoretically, if Brandon Allen can be the guy, well, you know, you're, one you're the skeptical. well, yeah. the guy, yeah. uh, or is he your backup in case yeah. Drew Locke is the guy or the draft pick that you get, the high draft pick, if everything falls, you know, heads down down the road after just one win back uh, back to the losing. If the guy you bring in, Brandon Allen, is is the backup quarterback. Uh, isn't that valuable?
3: Absolutely. I, I think at this point, that's at least what he's earned himself in this organization is at least that backup role. So at least they've solved that potential uh, avenue of they have a backup quarterback now, whether or not he's able to be that next step. I don't know. I don't think he is based on the things that I've seen from him. I think he he is what you would want in a backup quarterback. And I I, I think what they're going to do with that five games, I hope that's not the case where Drew Locke only plays two, because to me, that's a worst-case scenario. You're just, that's not enough time to know what you have in Drew Locke. So what I think they're going to do is see what happens with this game in Minnesota and then again in Buffalo and then reassess. The biggest thing that they need to do is activate him, at least get him on the field practicing so you can get him these reps and get him in position to play come two weeks from now.
1: On Mile High Reports, you have you guys posted a uh, basically a question for your staff: Should the Broncos tank for Tua? Um, Michael likes to. I'm not a big Tua guy, but Michael thinks he's he's going to be a good pro. Is that you? Didn't participate in this, as far as I can tell. But what's your thoughts on not that? Not my
2: favorite guy.
3: I, I think in terms of when when you have the term tank, I, I think that's where people get that's where they get their that's where they get riled up, you know, because they, they think that you're actually rooting for your team to lose. And and that's where I think most people, they don't root for their team to lose. They're okay with the team losing because they can see beyond the right now, beyond the short term. I love how a win feels. They want to see they, – they can see the long-term approach where you're – you're, you're cheering for success down the road because you get that quarterback. In terms of tanking for Tua at this point, I think with their 3-6 and six record, they're in a position where they can't tank. I don't, I, I don't think that it's going to be enough to overcome the Bengals, the Dolphins, some of these other teams that need a quarterback, because I think right now they pick ninth or 10th as it currently sits. But see how that falls after these two games against the Vikings and the Bills. But I think where the, the term tank coming comes in is few people were actually outright rooting for the team to lose. Most people are okay with it because of what it means long-term, where you're able to to get the quarterback, to get the, the, the team out of this three-year funk, to start getting back to what everyone wants it to be.
1: Well, if Cincinnati and Miami both I get those one-two picks and, and both take quarterbacks, that means guys like Andy Dalton and Josh Rosen are available. They're more... Proven, I wouldn't say proven, but they're more established. Which O.A.
2: likes. Yeah, he does. He
1: <laughs> likes that kind of guy, somebody I mean, he knows something about. Case Keenum. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, you see Denver going after a Josh Rosen or a Andy Dalton?
3: I hope not. Well, that, I, I I want them to know what they have in Drew Locke, and then it, that tells them if they're in a position to get a quarterback in the first round if they need one, then trade up trade up and get the guy that you want, which is what they should have done with Sam Darnold, but they got beat by the Jets, which is mm-hmm. one of the few times the Jets actually can get a win. <laughs> so that's that's what I want them to do. Get an idea so that they, I mean, the best case scenario, the, the ideal situation is Drew Locke is your guy. Because then you're sitting there at 9 or 10 or wherever you're picking and you can get a tackle, or you can get a guard. True. or You can get the best defensive lineman in the draft. True. But the only way that you can know that is if you play Drew Locke and you get you stop this hesitancy of playing a young quarterback, which is weird because Brandon Allen is yeah a lot of other teams. Well, it, tur-
2: it turns out you know looking at it now, and Joe Flacco probably won't admit this, but uh, he was the problem. Brandon Allen can execute uh, Scangarella's offense. The problem with tanking is that this team uh, is probably a mid-level, if it has a quarterback who can execute, probably is a mid-level, to, you know, to, to bottom bottom half, but mid-level team in NFL, uh, Ian, because of the defense.
3: Oh, I, I the way the defense has progressed over the course of the season from where it started against Oakland and where it is now, I remember talking to you guys about how it's probably going to take some time for the players to get accustomed and know this system. And you're seeing that now, and you're starting to see buy-in now because they know the system. They know what they're supposed to do. They know the terminology, and now they're just going out and executing it. I mean, when you have a defense that's fourth in overall defense, fourth in pass defense, and I think the most impressive stat is second in red zone defense, and they're eighth in points, that tells me that the defense – you can see what this defense is capable of. And when you think about the 2020 offseason and what they can add via free agency or the draft, and you get Bradley Chubb back, you hopefully get Bryce Callahan back, and his foot is right, on top of the way Devontae Harris has played opposite Chris Harris Jr., you're now having a situation where this defense can be, if not the best in the NFL, one of the best. Because I think that is what it is right now. You can see the potential for this in 2020, which only to put to tie this back around makes it even more important to find out what you have in a quarterback, because if you do, this team is a legitimate playoff contender with the way this defense is set up.
2: Well, it makes sense to me. We want to say, uh, Ian, we will read uh, about all of the uh, speculation in this coming game week and uh, enjoy uh, in Mile High Report and they'll listen to your podcast, and enjoy your bye weekend.
3: And thank you, guys. You sound happier, Ian. That's a good (laughs) tip. Yes, because you can see where the direction of the team is going. So it'll be nice nice to have a weekend off where you're not having to to worry about (laughs) is it a win or a loss.
2: And what did I predict? (laughs) Thanks, Ian. Ian. Thank you, Ian. Appreciate it. Coming up next... Also happy times in Fort Collins, at least for the football team, not the basketball team after playing Duke, but Kelly Lyle from the Colorado joins us for Ram Roundup Rams on a roll three and two in conference with a winning streak and a big conference rivalry game coming up a week from today.